I'm excited about today. I'm excited for the just the preparation of the day. You know, um, last year the topic of our our uh, conversation and, and consideration on Sunday morning was really the uh, this idea of faith and discipline and and our faith and and how our faith results in a a discipline and discipline and disciple come from the same root and and how it's it's out of our faith that that we live a, a, a life of God. God's uh, purpose and glory, and and so we we finished this past year with the with the you know the twelve weeks or the, the 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 last quarter in Hebrews, and what I realized was is that you know what everything we discussed this past year uh, needs to be discussed again. Uh, you know, when I was dealing with Romans, I was like, man, we just don't have in three months. You just don't have time to get in Romans. I'm not sure we're going to do Ecclesiastes again. Just so you know. But we are going to do Hebrews, and, and, and this is our artwork, y'all. This is, uh, Jordan's been working on this for us, and, and this year's the whole uh, topic, the subject, title, if you want to call it that, is the object of our faith. And, and, and really concentrating on the message of the book of Hebrews uh, and, and for however long it goes. I, I, right now, uh, I've got it sort of outlined out through the end of March, which is Easter Sunday, and, uh, and just barely made it to, to chapter 5. And there's 13 chapters. So we'll probably go all the way through Thanksgiving or so in the book of Hebrews. And, and I'm kind of excited about it because now I've, I've been able to kind of sort of go back to this last quarter and really intensively get into some of the things that we, we addressed. I mean, I didn't half preach them, but, but the idea is, is to understand why this is important and why it means something. It's because if, if Christ is the object of our faith, this is the, the focus and, and, and should be the, the priority of our being. Christ should be the, the focal point of everything that we are. And so I, I, I kind of like it. I like sort of the, 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 this, you know, we worked on, he, he kept showing me little, little run throughs of this. He said, what about this? And I go, I don't like that. And then he'd send something else back and I go, no, can you change that? And, and so he, he, he kept working on it, kept working on it. And so, so we've got obviously the cross and what God's done on our behalf, but, but over here, and, and we're going to touch on this today because in, in, in the cloud there and in, in that image there that we see, um, is Jesus, the object. The focal point of our faith. All righty. Hebrews chapter 1, 1 to 4. Here we go. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of His nature, sustaining all things by His powerful Word after making, after making purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, so He became superior to the angels just as the name He inherited is more excellent than theirs. All right, pray with me. Here we go. God, thank You for the morning. Thank You, God, for the privilege, God, that we get to... to to come together, to gather, to worship, to sing, and to sing a new song, to, to just come and praise you. And God, we, we, we want as we gather, God, to, to just exalt you, to, 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 it's, it's your glory, God. We just want to come and, and, and glorify you in all that we sing, all that we say, all that we do. God, even the attitudes and, and, and thoughts of our heart, God, we want to glorify you. So, God, this morning, as we consider this, this sort of launching point for, for the next few months, God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, 
But God, we give you thanks for your word. Thank you for speaking. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ever say something you wish you hadn't said? Everybody, if you've ever said something that you wish you could get it back, raise your hand. Absolutely. There shouldn't be a hand in the room that is down on that one, right? It's kind of one of those things that's like, uh, you go, well, I think that, 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 and, and, and you know, the big joke now is, oh, wait a minute, did I say that out loud? Right? And, and yeah, then it's too late, you know, it's kind of that thing, you know, it, it's like, you know, you hear those phrases like, well, you can't unring a bell, right? Or, or you know, those little dandelion things where you go, and, and they go Choo, all over the place like that, right? And, and go try to collect them back once you do that. So you can't, right? And so, so sometimes we've said things and, and sometimes we've, we've actually communicated an idea that we wish others didn't know we thought, right? We revealed something of ourselves and of our heart and of our minds that all of a sudden is like, what will they think of me, Right? Well, here's the point of today's message. Uh, I, I titled it, The Expression of God. See, God has expressed himself. Now, I'm going to put this in several wordings, right? God has revealed himself. God has shown us himself. God has, has, has given us some things whereby we can know him. We can know God. Jesus prayed in John 17. This is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So, so, so the whole function, the whole uh, uh, direction, trajectory, purpose of our faith is to know God. And guess what? God has revealed himself. So let me ask this question, and you don't have to answer because if you answer it incorrectly, then then somebody's going to throw something at you. No, just kidding. Um, is the Bible the Word of God? You see? I mean, you know, if you're a churchy person, and, and since we're sitting in worship, yes, we'll call ourselves churchy people. Um, is the Bible the Word of God? You know, uh, everybody talks these days about uh, how to uh, look at the Bible, and you see, you'll hear people say, "Well, the Bible is just a collection of, of of writings from from Semitic people groups of the of the early BC. Uh, what do we call it now? BCE? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I don't call it that, but you can if you want to. Um, before current era, uh, what 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 does the Bible represent? It, can we in 2024 trust that what we have between the the pages of, of this 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 book uh, made up of sixty six books by by forty something writers or, or copiers or or whatever and 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 I always tell you that that God is the author of the Bible you know He inspired it uh, they put it down in writing for us. Uh, and and so, is the Bible the Word of God? And, and and by and large, everybody in the room will go, absolutely. Yes, the Bible is the Word of God. God said it. So when God says something, what do we get? We get words, right? So um, I, I, I look at the Bible, and, and my mom had that key ring. I've told y'all it was a key ring. It said, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And then some smart aleck came along and said, you know what? If God said it, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. That settles it. Okay? 
See, God has spoken long ago. God spoke to our ancestors. And understand, we dealt with this part of it. The Hebrew writer is writing to this, this, this either Hebrew audience that has trusted Jesus, Hebrews that haven't yet trusted Jesus, or this mixture of Gentile Hebrew people that are the New Testament church in the first century. And sometimes uh, we know that, that, that and, and scholars believe that the book of Hebrews was written sometime between 60 and 70 A.D. because it's, it's most likely written before the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. by the Romans. And so, so they believe that it's kind of written in that time frame. And so he's writing to the, the New Testament church. And he says, long ago, God spoke to our ancestors, whether that be Hebrew ancestors or, or just our ancestors. Long ago, here's the bottom line, y'all. God spoke. God had something to say. God had something to reveal. It says he spoke through the prophets, different times, different ways, you see. So, so, so here's what I want you to understand. God revealed something. So then we've got to ask ourselves the question, what is it God wants me to see? I mean, a revealing, God, God wants me to see something. God wants me to gain an understanding of something. God, God speaks. All right, so for instance, I just told you that, you know, I didn't think the west coast of Mexico was all that. All, you know what? I grew up watching the love boat. How many? Right? You know, you know, you got the, the captain stooping, right? You remember that guy? And the cruise director girl, lady, whatever her name was, I don't know, Julie something or another, right? You know, and 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 they would go to Cabo San Lucas. Guess what? I've been to Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> I, 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 I've been to, to Mazatlan. You know, I, I grew up hearing those those the names of those places on that show, The Love Boat, and and they made it look just glorious. Well, beware of Hollywood, just so you know. Anyway, um, so I've seen it for myself now. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Okay, I, I, there was there was a revealing. You know, is guess what? We we got to the the Cabo place, and they said, "Okay, you got to go down and get on a boat to get there." I'm like, I'm on a boat. Just paddle it over there, right? See, I, I, I've told you, I'm not impressed. So, so when 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 God is revealing something, then 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 our posture. Our our approach to God's revelation of something needs to be one that, guess what? God doesn't need to convince us of anything. God only needs to speak. See? I mean, God, God doesn't have to convince me that he's God. He just is. I don't have to look at the world around me and go, well, I could choose that God. Or I could choose that God. I like that last song. He's, it's the kind of God you are. Because guess what? People do look at the world around us and choose their God. Did you notice that? You notice the things people worship these days? I think the biggest one, culturally speaking, is, is people are worshiping identity. Right? Identity. Sorry. You know, God has revealed himself. He doesn't need to convince us. He didn't need to convince them. He just merely needed to speak. And this is what he said. 
Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Now, one of the commentaries I'm reading, and I can't remember where it came from or whatever. I just keep a stack of things that I read as I'm preparing and just letting God feed it. And, and, and there's one commentary. Uh, he always refers to the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? We've got two of them, right? Old and new. And he always refers to the Old Testament as the First Testament, which put me on edge. Because I was like, first and then second and then what? Because there is a group of folks out there that believe in a, another testament. You all know that group? I mean, they'll advertise, we'll send you a free copy of another testament of Jesus. And I'm going, ah! First Testament, Second Testament, Old Testament, New Testament. Guess what? Here's what it is. God has chosen to speak. God has chosen to reveal himself, to show us who he is. To let us know him. You see? Uh, It says here that in these last days. Now guess what? From the time of this writing to today. These are the last days. Okay? We're still in them. People love to ask me, Bobby, do you think we're in the end times? Yes! We are in the end times. You know why? Because we're still going. We're closer today than we were yesterday. Welcome to the end times. Okay? So I look at this. I said, all right, so what is it he revealed? God revealed himself. God has spoken by his son. So, <clears throat> and, and, and I've, been, I've been playing with a couple of different translations of the Bible and still in, in the chairs you got the, the Christian Standard Bible and, and people have different ideas about this. And, and so here's what I want you to know. Translation. Translation of the word of God is the effort on our part as humankind to understand what God said. It's given to us in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. There is no exact translation into English from those original languages. I've said to you before, translation is an art form, not a science. Okay? So so to read many translations is a healthy thing and recognize when a translation messes it up. Okay? Just just giving you that. Because here's what we've got. If we're going to understand what God said, in long ago God spoke by the prophets, uh, if we're going to understand what God said, then we've got to pay attention to the things that God reveals. And here's what we got. You ready? I'm going to give you the, the hope of all of it. Because if I've cast a shadow on your understanding of the English Bible, I'm sorry. What we have is the Ruach HaKodesh. How many of y'all remember me preaching Acts? And man, I use that. I spit on y'all every Sunday I preach that. HaKodesh. Because if you're going to pronounce Hebrew, you've got to have guttural sounds. Okay. I took enough Hebrew to know that. It's actually very clearing of your back, back throat area if you want to know that. But the Ruach HaKodesh just simply means the spirit of the Holy One. Now, call it Holy Spirit if you want him to have a first and last name, but it is the spirit of God. You see, the spirit of, 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 of who God is, Father, Son, Spirit of God. 
And it's the Ruach HaKodesh that God has given and provided for our understanding of what God has said. God inspired it by His Spirit. Writers wrote it down by His Spirit. God illuminates it by His Spirit. So when we read it, it's the Spirit of God that God has entrusted to explain it to us. So when you read the Bible, pray, God, help me understand what you said. God, help me see what you've revealed. God, help me know you. See, the central thought of Hebrews is this. It's the idea that the, the Old Testament, the, the first test, I don't care what you call it, 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 it pointed to, foreshadowed is that literary term, of the days of fulfillment. It was the Old Testament that pointed to the fulfillment of God's design, purpose, and plan. Okay? God was pointing through, throughout the, the, the First Testament, Old Testament. Guess what? The Old Testament's about Jesus. You go, wait, wait a minute, Jesus didn't know he didn't come till, till after Malachi, that Italian prophet. Right? He didn't come till after that. No. The old time. God spoke of Jesus in Genesis 3. When the fall took place, God promised redemption. So the Old Testament's about Jesus. But guess what? The New Testament is, is about Jesus. And so God is pointing to the fulfillment. And Jesus is the fulfillment. And the fulfillment began in the Old Testament and has its completion in Christ. And then we get the, the glorification of it, that, that, that final thing when we get to be in his presence. Now, this sounds all very something, but by the time we get to the end of this, I'm going to ask you a question going back to the first question. Is the Bible the word of God? Because if our salvation is dependent on what we believe, faith, which is what we talked about all last year, then I want to encourage you to something. Faith is not something that you kind of hold as an insurance policy. Well, I'm going to believe in Jesus, but if I'm wrong, eh, I've heard that. You'll think I haven't. People say, well, yeah, I accepted Christ because, I, you know, I mean, if there is a heaven... I want to make sure I get there. Right? No. The object of our faith is, is that my life is nothing apart from Jesus. See? It's not, it's not a contingency plan. Now, do we believe what God has said about himself? Do we believe what God has said about Jesus. So, so, so God has spoken. God uh, has revealed. God has revealed himself. So Jesus revealed is this. Jesus is God revealed. Okay? And I have folks who want to argue with me. You know, they hold a, the, the first century, I think they refer to it as the Arian controversy of, of denying the deity of Christ. And they say, well, that was only come up with in the such and such century or that. They only, they only decided to call it the Trinity and, and Father, Son, Holy Spirit somewhere after the fact. Well, you know why? It's because everybody who met Jesus and knew Jesus knew he was God. There was no denial by those. Okay? 
They knew he was God. And so God makes some very simple statements here, and there's, there's seven of them. This is what he says. God has appointed him heir of all things. He, God, has appointed him heir. Who's him? Him is the Son. So you got God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God has appointed him Son, heir of all things. That's It's just a quote. Ready? Look at it. Uh, it's in verse 2. God has appointed him heir of all things. I'm not doing anything but reading the Bible to you. Heir, what does that mean? It means he is, is the, the inheritor. He, 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 he has it all. Jesus has it all. He's the heir of it all. And then you got people who want to argue that point and say, well, then that means what? The father died? No! I mean, in first century, it was, it was very common for the heir to take charge, the king, the son, king's son to take charge when the king got older. And, and we're not talking about God getting old. What we're talking about is, is God. And, and I, before there was time in existence, the son was the heir. The son was always the heir. Guess what? I, I go back and take care of mom and dad's property sometimes. Right? Right? Is there an airship there? See what I mean? Not an airship that you fly. Okay? See what I mean? Second thing, all things, and, uh, and he goes on to say, all right, so he says, uh, God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. So, so there's no way of some sort of adoptive principle of God making Jesus the Son because everything that exists was created through the Son. So the Son was there before the creation because it was through the Son that all creation exists. Through Him, by Him, for Him, all things were created and exist. You see? So, so he, he was here. It was all made through Christ. And then he goes on to say this, ready? The Son is the radiance of God's glory. Radiance. Now, uh, uh, I, I, I looked this up. You ready? Radiance. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the Greek word, but here's what it means. So if, if God is represented in Scripture so many times as the light, and I did listen to a couple of messages this week that, that questioned the fact that the, the sun is actually the light that gives us day and night. Did you know there was day and night before the sun existed? Because God said, let there be light on the first day. He created the sun and moon on the fourth day. Yeah, go ahead and roll that one over in your mind a few times. See? So if God is, 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 is represented in the text by light, then, then this radiance is that, that what he's saying in that simple sight, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Christ is actually the shining forth of God's glory. You see, so if God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a shining forth of glory, then the sun is the shining forth of that glory. Then he goes on to say he is the exact expression of his nature. The exact expression of his nature. So, so if, if, if you're going to look at, at, at this complexity that we refer to as God and call it, you know, we use the word Trinity. Some people say, oh, that's just a theological term they made up. Anyway, if we're looking at Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is how God has revealed himself. You see, the Son is this exact expression 
of God. Right? And Jesus said, if, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Whoa. So, tell you a little story. Everybody knows Eli got married, right? Everybody knows that? My son got married. He got off, you know, hey, we did a wedding. Yay! Thank y'all for, for loving on my son. And everybody that showed up yesterday, thank you for loving on him and Lily. And they're, they're precious and boy, things are different. You know, I don't sit on, I don't sit in my recliner and wait for him to come home anymore. Right? But I can call him and say, hey, hey, buddy, why don't y'all come over Friday night and we'll have dinner here? Absolutely. <laughs> Man, he's ready for some dinner, I'm going to tell you. Huh? <laughs> but when he was little, uh, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but uh, he and I have a similar resemblance. We were in the mall in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, he was an active child. And when he was walking and stuff, you know, he, he would... We didn't use one of them little springy leashes on the kid. We just let him run. He was a free-range child. <laughs> and so he would get ahead of us in the mall, right? And we were walking through the mall one day, and, and he was several steps out there in front of us, and there was a lady sitting on one of those benches there. And as we were catching up to him a little bit, she looked at me and she went, hey, you can't deny that boy. <laughs> I mean, you know, shape of the head, I don't know. But you see, I mean, but this is what he's saying. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, Eli is a is, is an expression, a, a a a representation of his father and mother, but not exact. You see, what what God has revealed here is that the son is the exact expression of his nature, the this this representation of God's the essence of God who God is. So, so if you want to get to know God, hang out with Jesus. See, if you want to know God better, spend more time with Jesus. And then he goes on to explain more of the, the function uh, of what it means for, for, for Christ to be uh, eternal, co-equal, uh, the, 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 the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, this Ruach HaKodesh, the Son, the, the, the Father, all as God. He says he sustains all things by his powerful word. All things, sustaining. So, so uh, I, I told y'all before when we touched on this that I, I'm one of those people that believe if God went, fine, I'm done, then the very atoms and molecules that hold the world together would fly to pieces. I believe God is the one holding it together, not magnetic whatever, not not some sort of poles. It's like, mm. You know, uh, I ran a race one time, 5K, and, and there was supposed to be three of us running, and one of them dropped out. And so as we were finishing, I, 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 I sort of hid so that the guy I wanted to beat couldn't see me. And so right before the finish line, I went, whoom, and passed him and won. Woo, I win. So the next morning in church, he's one of the other pastors at church. He starts explaining how I cheated and how I hid behind people to pass him right at the finish line and how that wasn't fair. And I just stood there and I said, look, if you have to tell a story, that tells the story. See, people want to deny the existence of God and then try to explain things that can't be explained apart from God. 
See, the world is sustained by God. And then it says Christ's work, you ready? He says, uh, after making purification for sins, because in the incarnation, in the birth, in Jesus, and, and we had the manger scene over there, and Christmas tree over there, and we, we celebrate the season, and we celebrate the birth of Christ, and, and God had a purpose and plan all the way from the beginning that Jesus, the Son, the heir of all things, would be the Lamb who would take away sin, who would do away sin. Do away with sin, you see? And, and he defeated and removed sin because he is the Lamb of God. And, and once he had done that job, he sat down because the work was finished. You know how, how, how satisfying that is? You don't have to work to get to heaven. You just have to live out your faith, what you believe. And if you believe these things about Jesus, about what God has said, about who God is, and I mean believe it with all that you are, see? Then we are the children of God. See, I know people, we live in a world where... (laughs) At the very least, we can say it's confused. But if God has spoken, then we don't need to be confused. We don't need to be convinced. It doesn't need to be proven to us. We simply need to say, yes, Lord, yes. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Christ, Messiah, Christ is seated at the right next to in the Old Testament, next right there. He he is this. It's hard for me to say, but when we say Yahweh, Yeshua, God is salvation. See? Do we believe it? See, God said it. God said it. That settles it. That's it. And so folks show up in worship like here, and I'm glad, wait, wait, glad you're here. But if you didn't know before today, then what God wants you to know is that you know. Okay? Is that a bit redundant? I used to have a professor from South Africa, he'd say, brothers, you need to know that you know that you know. See? God's revealed himself. God has spoken. Are we paying attention? Are we listening? Are we living it? Okay, if you don't know Jesus this morning, that's obviously good. We're going to spend a lot of time on knowing Jesus this year. We want you to know Jesus. I'll be down here at the front to pray with you if you want to pray. Love to introduce you to Jesus. Maybe you know him, but but it's kind of that thing. Well, the world's got all this stuff going on, and uh, man, just take a step and say, "I want to know you, Jesus," and then get to know him. Maybe you want to be a part of the gathering. You can come be a part of the gathering. God's doing some cool things. We've got folks that, once I start talking about membership, people go, okay, I want to be a member. Yeah, come on. We'll tell you how to do that. But more than anything else, as we sing this last song, do what God's telling you to do, all right? Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. Thank you, God, that you've done some really, really cool things. And God, that you let us be a part of it. I thank you that you've shown us yourself that you 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 it's not that you spent a whole chapter 
trying to prove or convince us of anything. You simply stated the truth to us. That it's through Jesus that you've spoken. And that Jesus, the author, the perfecter, as we'll look at it later, of our faith. God, help us to draw near. Help us to pay attention. Help us to live it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.